you have, you have no chance. If you had a chance, you need to run lickety split. You can't run because you're the baddest. Well, Rick Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the gym's alive. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with only Addison, Lex Luger, and the Ahmed tomorrow night. Mama bitches, how's everything going? It is Dirt Sheet Dudes. I am Boxman. I hope everyone is having a absolutely wonderful December. Hope you're watching Christmas movies and just having a good time all around. What is going on? Smart, my man. How you doing over there, bud? I am rocking around the Christmas tree, my man. How are you? All right. Rocking around the old Christmas tree, huh? I like that. That's very nice. And that's it. I'm doing all right. Like I told you, a little tired. I uh, had some bad... <laughs> you know what? Why sugarcoat it? I had horrible stomach pain all night last night, so I didn't get but an hour and a half of sleep. But uh, we're still going to get this done. We're still going to get this done tonight. Not a ton to talk about. Um, really only three matches on the AEW show, so that's going to go quick. But there's still a few things to get into, but um, Eric is actually out of town on his way back, so I don't think he's going to make it. I actually told him I'm looking to kind of get through this as quick as possible tonight and 
take my punk ass to bed. So we will see what happens. We will see. I always say it's going to be a short show, and it's not a short show. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? All right. I had forgot to pull plugs up, which I am doing right now, while I'm also getting a song ready to pop in here so we can get those plugs done, which will also get us so we can also start this show. If you give me just a minute here. Um, but yeah, I just uh, didn't want to not do a show but uh i don't know we've got the holidays coming up so you know if it was maybe next week and we took off that'd be a different story but it's not it's this week right i get you it's this week so we'll go ahead and knock this bad boy out right here i've got some music popped in here and i guess we can go ahead and get these plugs done which of course leads me right into the high marks that's right cheese man mojo g whiz you should be listening to them. Check them out on Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right, two T's and Mitt. Also check them out over there on YouTube. You can listen live right here on Mixler on Sunday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, you got Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades. Check out the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. Subscribe. Do it now. Right now. Like, right now. Like, get on your phone, wherever you get podcasts, and subscribe. That's what I would do right now. And, of course, Eric, I just mentioned, don't forget, he's on the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. I can't even tell you all the days they are on. They're on every night. Let's just put it that way. They're on every goddamn night. So just check them out on Blog Talk Radio, Everything Unscripted. Uh, Definitely check them out over there and on every podcast network you can think of. And, of course, that's Stephen Milan. He's sharing the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Check him out reviewing films on letterboxd.com slash Stephen. Milan and the Hollywood Hangout is up in the air again this week because I have stuff to do this weekend. I don't even know if I'm going to be in town or not, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. I uh, did a quick little quick little episode last week. While uh, right after my daughter went to bed, I did a little uh, episode on. I just played some new movie trailers, and uh, it was pretty cool. I thought it came out pretty good. So check that out on the feed for Hollywood Hangout. Go for it, Spawn. All right, there we go. Mondays, 8.30 p.m. on the old Metal Met Podcast Network on the Mixler Machine is Cheese on Sports with Cheese Man, G-Wiz, Luke Birch, myself, and Matt. That's Matt with two T's. We are talking the NFL, NHL, MLB, not so much because it's not in season, but we're talking NBA. Mm. That's what I was looking for. What I'm also looking for is Sundays, 2.30 p.m. on the Metal Bit Podcast Network on the Mixler Machine. It is the Mo Dirk City Machine Guns with Mojo and with Dirk. And last, but never least, be sure to check out our friends at Planet Raconteur. Mm. It's the Planet Raconteur Podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave Sincere, and Yuck Nasty. I had the pleasure of, after Cheese on Sports this Monday, talking to, along with the Cheese on Sports crew, talking to Bobby Anthem. That was a pleasure... And so I would like to tell everybody, got a little inside info, you want to be subscribed because you never know when new episodes of season two of Planet Raconteur are going to drop. So go ahead and subscribe so you'll be ready because you don't know. You never know what's coming down the pipeline. Mm, That sounds like a teaser, everybody. Mm. That's it. There you go. Awesome, man. Glad you got to speak to Bobby. That's cool, man. That's awesome. So, all right. Always a pleasure. Always, of course, that 
soothing, deep voice just booming at you and can't control yourself. Anyway, let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on, Smart. That's a whole different subject. Obviously. Um. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and do a little. Uh, let's get like I said, trying to get through this tonight. A little bit tired. I apologize. I'm gonna do my best to keep the uh, keep the energy going as long as I can. Um, we'll start off with something quick, something we don't need to really dive into, but something that is a little bit of a two parter because I uh, there was some Eric sent me something today that I'm gonna go ahead and pull up and obviously just gave him credit for. Um, everyone's sort of. Questioning what's going on. Uh, the Rock, a few days ago, actually it was uh, four days ago, on his uh, Facebook or social media, let's just say his social media, because I don't know if it was Instagram, Facebook, they're all connected now, so who knows where it really was. But I saw this on his Facebook, and uh, there's a picture of him with Nick Khan and his daughter. I'm sorry, no, Nick Khan and his sister, excuse me. Uh, Nick Khan and his sister and The Rock all sitting there and at a table uh, and just all happy. And, you know, The Rock can't help but have his tequila sitting around. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he just can't help it. You know, that, that's Even after he says all this nice stuff about Nick Khan and his sister, he, he, he has to hashtag the tequila. So, <laughs> but of course. So here we go. Let's read this one right here. This one special means a lot to me. Years in the making, in the mid-1980s, Nick Khan, his sister, Nanachka, I'm guessing, Khan, if, sure. if I butchered that, it was not purposely, I apologize, I'm doing my best here. Uh, Khan and myself used to run around as kids in Honolulu, Hawaii, every month when my grandmother would promote at the local arena her monthly pro wrestling shows. As kids, we loved the pro wrestling business, and as adults, our love and respect for the wrestling business has become boundless. Now, years later, Nick is WWE president. Nanachka is one of the best TV showrunners in Hollywood and the creator of Young Rock. I didn't know that. Our award-winning TV series on NBC, based on my wild upbringing in the pro- and the world of pro wrestling, and I've gone on to do a thing or two. Life is unpredictable. Amazing. Here we are. Our at Terramit Terramana shots. <laughs> I'm sorry. He said our at Terramana toasts and amazing conversations were flowing. So you know you had to get that in there. You had to get that in there. You know, got to get the tequila in there. But um. So smart. Did, did you see this picture? I did not. I thought I sent that to you. Here, I'll pop, I'll pop it up in the old Mixler chat. Let me copy the old image address. Let me pull up Mixler. Let me go to the window. Let me go to the chat. And control V, that puppy. There we go. You can see it right there now. Um, so the a little picture of them, which, of course, everyone started speculating, of course. And... Eric always comes through sending me some bad takes on wrestling. I love it <laughs> because he knows they are too. He's not sending me these as like, look at this serious take. He is sending them as bad takes. So here we go. You ready for this? What about the 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 con rock tie we just learned about? Now that's who buys WWE, bro, right there. Oh my God, bro, yes. I think Khan's part of the Rock's buying group. 
I'm telling you, bro. When I saw that, I was like, holy crap, bro. Where did this come out of? They have known each other since childhood. Khan's on the inside. He knows all the finances. Bro, if The Rock bought the NFL, what's next? Bro, I would like to see The Rock buy the company. Now, Smart, who do you think that was saying those words? Oh, you going? Uh, go ahead, Smart. I'm going to say goodnight to my daughter. Well, based on the the whole the, the vernacular, the repeated uses of the word "bro," I'm going to go ahead and put on my detective hat. And based on my deductions, I'm going to go ahead and just assume that that's Jim Cornette that uses all the bro. No, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, 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 no. You're wrong. You're wrong. It, it wasn't Jim Cornette, Smart. Uh, would you like to uh, wager a second guess? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> can we do the Can we do the hangman style? Is there like a word bank to fill in a couple of blanks? I'm imagining this is a gentleman from New York, and maybe gentlemen, we got one too many opportunities following a hot streak in the late '90s. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Mm. Old Vinny Rue back up to his old tricks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Vince Russo. So Vince Russo. Is this how he's making his money now? He's just putting out complete conspiracy theories. Absolute fucking just out of... I mean, this is pulled out of thin air. This is completely pulled out of thin air. I mean, this is classic Russo. I I do love this. I love this take on it. Um, This is fucking great, I must admit. But I don't see it. I don't see... I mean, I'll tell you the truth. If anybody bought the company, I wouldn't mind The Rock buying it. That's probably the one person I'd be like, eh, that wouldn't be bad. I don't want to see Disney buy it. I don't want to see Fox buy it. I don't want to see anyone like that. But, well, Disney is Fox, so, you know, same thing. I don't want to see anything like that. But I'd be okay with The Rock buying it. He's, you know, solid in the wrestling business. But I think the XFL's got enough of his time taken up where he's not going to buy the fucking WWE. Vince Russo, man, I, I mean, how fucking high is he? Right. I don't know. Like, as far as the ride, I don't think it's going to happen. But, like, as far as to go back to what you were talking about before, potential buyers, I don't know if, like, Disney buying them would be so bad. Right. Because it's like right now, is it, is is Disney or some sort of outside entity? going to be really that much more out of touch than what we have to deal with right now with Vince having just like ideas that are 30, 40 years of the past. You would get more musical acts. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, but I mean, I think if you just, if you just run it through the prism of like how they're doing Marvel right now, it's like they seem like they they strike a decent balance of being able to appeal to the core hardcore you know comic book nerds and also the more outside casual fans that are only that only like watch the movies or whatever. So it seems like they they do a good job of striking that balance and it seems like maybe if they were to theoretically buy it they might be able to strike a balance where they can Keep they could kind of pacify the hardcore mainstream or the hardcore wrestling fans along with the more casual wrestling fans that hey, might not have watched last 10, 20 years. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I see that, and yeah, you're right. I mean, basically, basically, you just boil that down to it can't get any worse. 
pretty right. Pretty. I mean, yeah, essentially, <laughs> that, that that's a quick summation of what it took me about ten minutes to say. But yeah, I, they they can't be more out of touch than Vince was my original point. No, I, I trust me. I appreciate the uh, more than a few word answer though, <laughs> very much so. Um, but you know what? Let's uh, let's 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 just rewind a little bit. I, I'm sure you clicked the picture by now. Um, so let's be honest here. Out of the two cons, Nick Con definitely more more stylish, more elegant looking, much more professional looking than uh, than Tony. I would say. I don't know. Just you know, sitting here. You know, he's got the he's got the got the Rolex on. He's got the the button up shirt. He's got the hair slicked back. You know, he's got the silver fox look. The 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 little stubble going. Guy looks like he could be in fucking GQ magazine right here with The Rock. As I was actually about to say, it looks like he was like look like he stepped out of central casting for a Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah, he actually looks like him. Looks a little like Scorsese too, and younger Scorsese. Mm-hmm. He really does. I didn't think about that. Um, and you know, like I said, you got the sister in the middle with her arms around both these guys. Um, her. <laughs> they're. I mean, they're both two big guys. She barely got her arms around either one of them. She looks a little. A little shorter than both, but uh, I mean, a lot of people made a big deal about this, though. The fact that they've been friends forever and suddenly Nick Khan is like the president of WWE. Did The Rock get him in? Is this how this business works? Is it really who you know? Well, if it's not who you know, it's who you blow. But Pat Patterson's been gone for a while. Um, R.I.P. to one of the greats. I'm sorry. That was awful. That was so awful. <sighs> I really should think before I speak sometimes. It just comes out. <laughs> it just comes out sometimes. It's just blah, blah, blah. It happens. It happens. Oh, this is why we lose listeners, Mark. It's my fault. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure. I, I feel like we've, we've both played our parts in this. <laughs> There's blood on both of our hands, sir. Oh well, I'm 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 glad you take a little responsibility, so I appreciate that. I'm glad you jumped well, about goddamn time I did. Glad huh? you jump on that. <laughs> gren- I'm glad we both jumped on that grenade, sir. There you go. Oh fuck! All right. Um, I, I mean, look, let's just start here. Do you see a really huge deal with this picture, or, or do you just see it as okay? They've known each other, and suddenly Nick on is president. Or do you see it as this whole thing? I think it's just a picture of him just trying to promote his tequila more so than anything. <laughs> I don't think that there's really much more to be read into this. I, honestly, I keep looking at this picture, and you post it in the Mixler chat for those who wish to see it. But uh, there's something, I don't know, like just the quality of the picture, maybe it's the cropping or something. There's something symmetrically speaking about this that just, it's bothering me. I don't understand, I don't know what it is or why it is, but there's uh, just something about this picture that I don't enjoy. And I'm not even trying to make fun of anybody. I genuinely mean that there's something wrong with the quality of this picture to my eye that's really just striking a chord with me. It To me, it looks like obviously they're <laughs> sitting and it looks like a tall waiter gentleman took the picture and the rock just kept saying make sure you get the tequila in buddy mm-hmm. 
that could be it. I mean, it, it like it looks like it's shot at a weird angle. There's just something about this pitcher. Like, it's just not a good pitcher. Yeah. I mean, trust me. I'm, you know, I mean, both of us are tall. So when you go to take a picture with the phone, it does kind of, you know, you want to hold it up like a camera, but you can't do that with, with, with right. our, our height. Yeah, I've had this problem a lot, actually. And I've funny enough, I work in restaurants and I've had to take pictures for people, you know, that like that I don't know. It's like family coming in out of town and they want to get a picture. Everybody wants to be in the picture together. And I'm trying to take the picture, but I'm taller than they are. The table is so like I'm getting pictures of the back Mm -hmm. of everybody's heads and shit. And it becomes a whole issue. I've I've been in this very scenario, actually. You know, I've I've I've. I know you've done a lot in the restaurant, but now have you done the waiter thing? Have you ever been a waiter? Mm-hmm. Done it all. Everything. I don't, the only thing I haven't done is like cook. I don't, I'm not a cook. I'm not a chef. I do. That's something I can never do. I deal with being some, a chef. I deal with some. No, no, that I could honestly do. I would love to cook. I lo- I do love to cook, but. I could never be a waiter. I can't deal with people like that. I have seen people do the the dirtiest things to waiters, and I literally want to get out of my chair and fucking slap them. I, mm-hmm. I do. I do. I, I'll I, literally. I will like find that like if that's not my waiter, I will like leave extra and tell the waitress please tip them extra because this bitch ain't gonna do it. Yeah, I mean, I will. I will say just more than anything, I was primed. Because I before I did that kind of stuff, before I started working in actual like dine in restaurants, I worked fast food early on, like in my late teens and early twenties. Mm-hmm. And it is a fucking war zone when you work fast. It's terrible. And it, like the worst part is is it's not even the regular customers or the customers in general. It's the other people that you work with that treat you like shit more than anything. Oh. So when you deal with like a year or two of fast food you're pretty much primed for anything so just the occasional douchebag at a like dining restaurant is a million times better than the soul crushing experience that comes from working in fast food ah uh, yeah i get it and you know because you get a lot of people that are like out on dates and shit so like if you're trying to get laid you're usually not being an asshole to service staff so that tends to help things oh yeah yeah, you're right. You're right. I just, I've, I've just seen people, and I'm like, and I, I sit there, and I'm just in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, they're fucking spitting in your food, at minimum. <laughs> Not that anyone would ever do that, but I've heard things. I have many friends that were, uh, were in the bartending and restaurant business. Matter of fact, one of my buddies in Florida owns a a sports bar, Jesse sports bar and grill. Go check him out down there in Pompano beach. Right. So, I mean, he, and he, you know, he's, he started off working at a TGI Fridays and all that shit. And he used to tell me some really bad stories. Cause he started off as a waiter. Then he moved up to a bartender and then he, now he owns his own place. He's owned it. My God, he owned it when I lived there. So he's owned it for probably, I would say 20 years. He's had a bar for, Nice. It's a long time to stay in the bar business and still be around. You know what I mean? Definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, having any sort of business in that industry, it's not easy. Like, the, the majority of them, the overwhelming majority of them, fail within the first like year or two. Yeah, he started out in this little shitty place, but it was right on the beach, so it was a really, really like prime spot. 
Now, when you say on the beach, are, you, are we talking this is like an actual like beach bar where it's like, you know, you're out there in the sand on the beach and shit? Um, it wasn't like on the sand part of the bar. It was literally, I would say about a quarter mile right off the beach on the strip where people walked anyway. Ah, cool. There you, you know, go. So, yeah, you got a built-in customer yeah, base. Exactly. I mean, he had his regulars and he had people just walking. You know, he'd be walking on the, on, on the way to the beach, stop by, grab a beer. Grab a drink. Absolutely. So he used to do all that. But yeah, he started off in this little shitty place and he's just been moving up and moving up and moving up. And uh, he still has my uh, Shack Attack pinball machine there. So if you do stop by and see Shack Attack, that was mine. Nice. That was mine. Gave it to him. He deserved it. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, I, I I think everyone's digging a little too much into this. I mean, yeah, okay, The Rock knew him in the, in the 80s. Who knew he was going to end up being president of WWE? And, he, uh, you know, he's doing what he's doing. He does have uh, this picture. He does have kind of soulless eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he had, he had fired, like, fucking almost 100 people this year alone. Uh, that, 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 that's where I'm going there. Um. But again, I, I'm I'm not looking deep into that. I think Vince Russo is off his fucking rocker, um, saying all this again. There's no basis behind it, no nothing. It's just, bleh. <laughs> I agree. It's like a, it's like a rude Pat Patterson comment. It just comes out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> comes out sometimes. I see oh, stop. <laughs> Oh, I will forever cherish the episode of Legends House where they all had to pretend like it was news to them that Pat Patterson was gay. <laughs> that was the, that was the best acting job Roddy Piper ever did, and I do enjoy They Lived or They Lived, but oh, yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, everyone knew. We all knew. We knew. Come on, don't tell us we knew before you guys knew. And no, that's not the way this fucking wrestling business works. And we know it. Mm-hmm. We do. It was just. Ah, whatever. So, anyway. But yeah, I uh, back to the whole restaurant and cooking thing. I did start kind of cooking again. I kind of ended up watching uh, MasterChef and uh, Hell's Kitchen Young Guns over the past couple of uh, weekends. I ended up watching both of them. Young Guns, they have children involved? No, no, no. It was no, just... Well, they do MasterChef Junior and shit. Yes. So it was a genuine question. And I like MasterChef Junior. The Young Guns was basically... They were all younger. I mean, there was like 19-year-old kids. I'm sorry, like 20, 24, 25, 26-year-old kids on the... You know, no, I say kids, but... I do too now, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, that's how old they were on the show. They were all very young and... um it, it was it was good. It was really good. It was it was a good show. But Master Chef, I love watching Master Chef. They cook some crazy stuff on there, and I just love watching that guy Joe, who's not a a a, a cook. He just owns restaurants, so sometimes he just feels that he can be rude because he's not a fucking chef and he doesn't give a fuck about the cooking. It's the presentation and everything else he cares about. And he, I just love sometimes he just gets so rude, like he'll throw plates and shit. I love it. Mm-hmm. I do. But on the uh, Hell's Kitchen, they had some good guests, man. They had Mike Tyson on there. Um, oh, why can't I remember anyone else? They had a bunch of people on there, though. You know, right. and, and they sit in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Angel was on. 
Hmm. You know, the mind freak himself. Huh? Yes. I like him. Again, I'm I'm I like magic. <laughs> that, that that's not so much popular. And that, that that's a really interesting phrase in English that I just butchered. <laughs> the whole fucking celebrity magician thing really isn't popping these days, is it? No, it's kind of died out a little bit. Unless you're in Vegas and those shows I mean, he has a show in Vegas still. I believe he does. I don't think they would have had him on without they nope, they actually promoted it. They said right here in Vegas that you can go see, you know, Mind Freak, blah, blah, blah. So he still has the show going. But uh yeah, I mean there's been so many shows on exposing magic and shit. But Chris Angel actually comes up with new shit on his own. He has his a whole lab to do stuff. That it's like a huge warehouse that he just makes tricks. So He's pretty creative. I, I like Chris Angel. I know he's very over the top in his presentation, but magic is all about being over the top in the presentation to keep their fucking eye off of everything else. So what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You know, David Blaine did the same thing. He was an over the top. That's why he was all emotional and slow talking and oh look, I'm gonna freeze myself in ice. Yeah, who gives a shit? I mean, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about Jesus it. That's why I never Christ. really watch those shows. Make a fucking dollar bill disappear and go fuck yourself. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's a fake thumb, everybody. That's all that is. <laughs> fucking shooting. You're exposing the business, kid. I actually, believe it or not, I actually carry around a little, a small little magic trick with me. Hold on, let me pull it. I know not everybody can see this, but I'll kind of explain what it is. This is the first magic trick I ever got, Smart. You see this? This little thing here? Uh-huh. And you see the other side is green? Indeed. Okay. Well, what I can do, I don't know. Let me jump on Skype here make sure you can still see this. What I learned <laughs> with this little stick, it's literally a stick, and it's got uh, six colors on it. Green is one of them, and the back of it is green, as you can see. But the trick of it actually is to roll it in your fingers. Let me pull my camera down a little bit here. I can show you, and I'll do this on YouTube one day for everybody. So basically what you do with this trick is you saw it was two different colors, right? Mm-hmm. What you do is you make it the same on both sides like I'm doing here. You see that? Right. And then any number you pick will end up being six. I can go o, uh, one O N E two T W O three one two three four F O U R five F I V E six S I X. You always land on the green. So you mm-hmm. do the trick. You ask them the color. You know, but you know, same on both sides. And then you do the little trick. It turns green on this side, and it's both green on both sides when you do it right. There you go, green on both sides. <laughs> But see, that's it. That's how simple it is. But you see, if I do it slow, I'm just rolling my finger. Nice. To turn that thing. But I sat in front of a mirror for fucking hours. <laughs> I'll pop this up on YouTube one day, this stupid little trick. It's called a hot rod. You can literally get this same thing on online for like $3.99 a piece. First trick I ever learned. I think I was 13 years old when I did that. Nice. Anyway, I carry it around. I've got like five or six of them, and I just keep one in my pocket at all times. Good one. You to entertain children and stuff. <laughs> children are drunk adults. They both have the same level of whimsy. And drunk adults are children. So what's the difference, dude? But uh, anyway. essentially, yeah. <laughs> essentially, yeah. Pretty much. So, um, all right. 
let's, uh, I guess we should go ahead and move on a little bit here. Uh, we've gotten into a many, 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 many things I wasn't expecting us to get into, Spark. But that's fine. We got time, dude. We're just, like I said, we're going to, a lot of the news here is all connected that we have. So, you know what? Let's get into this real quick, Spark. Um, I guess sure. final battle, the ROH show was over the weekend. And uh, indeed it was. Now, did you watch? I did. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Okay. Um, it was an interesting show. Um, kind of the last three matches or so kind of stuck out as being good. There was one that was uh, Shane Taylor versus Kenny King. That was a good one. It was a fight without honor. So it was like just a kind of standard hardcore match, but that's how they phrase it there. Uh, they had a eight-man tag match where they basically just the majority of the match was people doing spots for wrestlers that couldn't be there but were a part of Ring of Honor history. So you had a lot of like El Generico spots. You had some Brian Danielson spots in there. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. It was sort of just a lot of references on top of references. It was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, tag match between Briscoes and Kingdom. That was cool because Briscoes brothers won the belts again. Just kind of a final send-off. Uh, they were confronted by FTR at the end of the because they cut a promo after the match, and then FTR came on. They were actually way more entertaining in this in like that kind of that instance than they had ever been in AEW. So that was kind of it's actually exciting. Um, and then the main, there was a main event where it was Jay Lethal versus uh, Jonathan Gresham for the title, and Jonathan Gresham ended up winning. It was a good show. They had a bunch of uh, like wrestlers of Ring of Honor's past show up or not show up but send in video packages will kind of send off goodbye obituary type messages because you had uh, Eddie Edwards was one of them then you had Hangman Page Daniel Bryan CM Punk so pretty much everybody that was not under contract with WWE that was a part of Ring of Honor's past in a significant form or fashion ended up kind of showing up in video form Nice, very nice. You know what? I actually have the CM Punk one right here. Cool. It's only a minute and 48. Let me go ahead and turn up some volume here, and we can play this. Here we go. Right. Up, 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 on mute. Here we go. I am not exactly up to speed on what is the future of Ring of Honor, but uh, I know what the past of Ring of Honor is. Uh, I was a big part of that past. Uh, incredibly proud of Ring of Honor and the spirit and the things we did to not only foster an environment where guys could learn, they could also get paid. Um, and oh, the hell, all loved. You know, the 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 Ring of Honor that's today is far different from the Ring of Honor that I left. Um, the Ring of Honor, I think, two weeks after the when I left was was different than the one I was there. But when I was there, it always felt like lightning in a bottle. And I I, I don't think people should be upset if this is the end. I think this is very much one of those instances where you should just be damn happy it happened because across the landscape of professional wrestling and sports entertainment, the fingerprints of people who came from Ring of Honor are all over it. And the business today would be drastically different if Ring of Honor didn't exist. Uh, I think all the top guys and most of the companies came from Ring of Honor and I think that is something that everybody who has ever worked there can be incredibly proud of. And I look back on my time there with incredible pride, uh, all the programs I did, all the guys that I wrestled. And really, you know, it was a time and a place, but it was a spirit 
and it's a spirit that I will always remember and I will always love and I will continue to, to foster here in AEW. So to everybody I ever work with at Ring of Honor, uh, past, present, hopefully future, um, thank you. There you go. I mean, you can't really deny anything you said. Ring of Honor did bring a lot of stars. I mean, that was kind of WWE's picking grounds at, at, at one time. It was, it was, and uh, pretty cool there. Um, but uh, Adam Shear, formerly Braun Strowman, showed up. He came out with, uh, he came out to help out EC3. Yeah, that was uh, like the aftermath of that tag match that I mentioned. Too. Yeah, he ended up, yeah, coming out. Now you mentioned the Briscoes, and they made a video too. Mm-hmm. It's not a send off. It's a promo. I did see this, and yes, it is sort of in relation to what we were talking about with them uh, having like a pull apart brawl with FTR at the after their match was over. Yes. I believe it's the same promo that I saw, and it, it's quite an amazing promo, by the way. It must be played, which is why I'm going to hit play. Uh, two minutes long. Here we go. Straightening the camera. Hey, chick, what did he say? Talk that shit now. He said, talk that shit huh? now. Hey, say no more. Talk no, that shit. No hey. problem, man. Son of a bitch. Huh? Huh? How you like that? I ain't even got to talk that shit. I'm going to just show it to you, boy. I'm going to just show it to you. Hey, hold up. Hold up. Hey, bring it all out here. Bring it all out here, baby, huh? Huh? We ain't got to say nothing. We just going to show you, son. We going to show you. Let me get my hat. Tell him something, Chick. Get your hat. Now look, chick. see what we do and what we've been doing. Tag team action, baby. FTR, hey. Your boys done made a mistake. Let me tell you. Your boys done made a mistake. Chick, tell him something. Chick, tell him something. At this point, it's winning where? Winning where, boys? I'll send us a plane ticket. Text me a plane ticket. Y'all got my number. Hell, it could be a bus ticket. Shit, hey, you know what? Hey, Tony Khan, fill your little private jet up. You can pour that bitch out in the cornfield. All right, come scoop us. <laughs> come scoop us up, man. We ready. Now, see, well, how I look at this is y'all boys act like some big babies. You understand what I'm saying? And what I mean by that is some babies running around the house with a big-ass knife. You don't know the danger that you done put yourself don't in. Dangerous you boys. don't even realize it. dangerous, boys. Hey, hey, win the word. Win the word. Shit, hell with the bullshit. Let us know when. Let us know where. Yo, I'm about to hop on this bobcat and smooth the path out for Tony Khan's private jet. Land right in that cornfield. We come scoop. We got a ring. One, we here. One barn over. We got a ring. Y'all welcome. Anytime. Anytime. Go ahead. These guys are fucking money, dude. No, what, what gets lost in the audio medium of this is that during this promo, you have Jay Briscoe on one shoulder. He has the GCW tag team mm-hmm, top belts mm-hmm. on the other shoulder. He has the ring of honor belts. Mm-hmm. And while he's cutting his promo, Mark Briscoe is behind him eating a ice cream sandwich, which materialized out of seemingly nowhere. I don't know where the fuck he got the ice cream sandwich, but he just suddenly has an ice cream sandwich, which he does not at the beginning of the promo. No, he does. He just comes out with an ice cream sandwich. I don't know if it was on the table already, but uh, these, these, those fucking guys, I, I, I got to tell you, they're, they're fucking money. They're promos, they're in-ring, they're fucking money to somebody. Somebody's got to have the balls to take those fucking guys on. If AEW does it, 
good for them, but someone needs to pick those fucking guys up. And because I believe they also could be tamed down a little bit by someone, and I believe they're controllable, and I think that they are absolute 100% fucking money. I mean, listen to that. None of that sounded written. That sounded like they just were sitting there and started talking. <laughs> yes. I don't think you get, if you write a promo, a script, a promo from somebody, I don't think you get the phrase, you guys are like a baby running around the house with a knife. <laughs> that seemed uniquely Mark Briscoe. That is a uniquely Mark Briscoe uh, analogy, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's what makes them so likable is that like they are their own people. That this is not a contri- they're not contrived. This is not some kind of a character. They are genuine, unique people who just happen to be very fascinating individuals. Land that bitch in the cornfield. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're, and and you're right, dude. They are. They are just literally themselves. And I mean, they've never changed. They've been like this, whether they're heel or babyface, whatever. I, to me, they're always babyface because they're just them. They're just some fucking hardworking country boys. I I can't hate too hard. I can't hate too hardworking country boys that go out and fucking. Probably are, you know, out there at the farm at 5.30 in the morning working until 5.30 at night. I, I, I don't know, man. I can't hate them guys. Right. But uh, they're awesome. And again, I, I really, we were kind of bringing this up to talk about Braun Strowman, Adam Shear, his real name, um, kind of uh, going in. But and that was a, a big thing. He had the uh, control your narrative shirt on, which, was, which is uh, EC3 saying. Pretty cool. Pretty cool to see him. I mean, obviously, this we're not. None of us are sure what's going to happen with ROH, but with the um, eulogies from a lot of uh, talent out there, um, <clears throat> I don't know. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Right. I, I mean, know. it is for sure. Regardless of whatever ends up happening, it, it is the end of at least that iteration of Ring of Honor, like Ring of yes. Honor as we know it. And as they pointed out numerous times during the show, it has taken on many forms throughout its span of like, you know, from 2002 to where we are now. But it is definitely, like I said, as we know it, it is the end of that Ring of Honor at the very least. They did put out a little bit of a teaser at the end of the pay-per-view that is saying that in uh, April 2022 that they will be back. But it's just a matter of nobody knows what that's going to look like at this moment. Yeah, well, I mean, what's that fucking roster going to look like? Everyone's going to be, I mean, AEW's taking somebody. I mean, they already got lethal. Right. I, I guess we'll see. I mean, it's it's not like working AEW. You wouldn't be able to also do a final battle because I believe uh, more people from AEW were at final battle, weren't there? Um. I mean, like I said, there was I, I, not really that I remember. Jay Lethal was a special case because he wasn't originally scheduled. Um, right. Bandito was supposed to be there, but he had, I don't know if he had COVID or if it was COVID protocol. They did, it was not really specified, but it was related to COVID. So he had to pull out and then they just slotted in Jay Lethal there. Because, you know, Tony Khan cooperated and worked with them and helped make their show special. So there wasn't really a lot of like straight up aw people on the show but mm. like maybe some people that will be transitioning to aw so you're saying one pulled out and one slid right in exactly nice and smooth nice. well lubricated there oh wow um 
<clears throat> okay. Uh, but you did have like a lot of like storylines that were like sort of being continued, like set up to be continued elsewhere. Right. Like the, the uh, women's world champion in Ring of Honor is going to be working on in, in Impact now. So you had like Deanna Perrazzo come out and they set up, they're building the foundation for them to feud in Impact. And, you know, we saw Briscoe's and FTR. So it's just kind of like you, you get a good idea of where some of these people are going to be showing up in the future. Yeah. Yeah, you do, so. All right. Well, there you go. Now, before we get out of that, I guess, uh, Mark, you've got a little something that uh, you sent with, speaking of FTR and everything. Let's see here. Got a lot of uh, going upward. In relation to FTR? Oh, you got the whole uh, thing. Oh, yes, with, I did. Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, MJF and Dax. Yeah, I, and... I lapsed. Yeah, there we go. So we had been talking about... Um, we talked about two weeks ago, I believe, the Seth Rollins thing, him being tackled and just like the sort of lack of proper security, I guess, would be the way the phrase is. But um, there was a tweet that came out from uh, San Ross Sapp. I always have trouble saying that name because there's a lot of weird uh, syllables together. Uh, vowels. Last week, a fan who got past UBS building security and tried to pose as an extra at the AEW Dynamite taping. He was promptly ejected by MJF and Dax Hardwood. Or Harwood, <laughs> not Dax Hardwood. That's a different industry and a different performer. But yes, a fan posing as an extra managed to make it backstage. And uh, he didn't last very long, apparently. Mm. And he was probably uh, shown the door at maybe not the most friendliest of manners. No, one of those. Go ahead, open the fucking door with his head. <laughs> kind of like a jazz on the Fresh Prince. Casino. Ah, there you go. That works, too. Casino. They opened the door with his fucking head. Bink. I think it might have been the cowboy they sent down. When uh, that cowboy came in and he was all rude to Ace De Niro and <laughs> fucking Pesci kicked his ass. You put your fucking feet up on the couch, you dumb motherfucker. Don't fucking ever do that again, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> He smacks him with the fucking payphone. I love that part. Nice. <laughs> I mean, obviously not the violence, but again, man, what the fuck is going on with with these fans lately? It's like they're they got ballsy. This really was ballsy. Yeah, because I mean, like, what are you gonna do when you're back there? Like, you're not going to be able to spin this into like a job they're going to eventually figure this out that you don't belong there yeah and i'm not quite sure i'd want to be ejected by either one of ftr no i mean <laughs> say what you will about that they're not the most entertaining sorts but they have no qualms about doing the the old school way of treating fans that are trespassing they they have no problem roughing up a fan or two that doesn't belong that's the most entertaining thing they ever did was when that fan attacked brett that that's the most entertaining thing i've ever seen him do but uh otherwise nothing nothing I, I swear, and I, I watched him on uh, Triple Mania. It was like two weeks ago at this point, I believe. And they had a they had the Spanish, the Mexican ring announcer translate their promo 
into Spanish, and they were like they had Vicky Guerrero with them too. And the promo that they cut, oh, largely because Vicky was there to help them, I think. But but it was like it was better than anything they did in AEW. I'm like, where the fuck are these guys? Because they were they're they're good when they're like in Mexico, apparently. So just I guess stay in AAA. I guess I don't know, but. When they're not in AEW, and I guess when they're allowed to swear, I think is the thing. They're good at swearing. <laughs> they're not good at cutting regular promos, but they're good at dropping F-bombs. So well, I don't know, I mean, figure that's... out a way to do that, incorporate that more. That's all good and stuff, but if you can't get a reaction without using the the dirty words, that ain't good. Uh, I mean, I, I guess if you're not looking to go back to WWE, who gives a shit, so... Right. Whatever. Um, but uh all right. All right, Smart. Let's uh let's see, we've got this, we've got that. You know what? We could talk about this real quick before we uh get into a couple other stories. You've got a few more and I've got a couple more and then we'll get right in AEW and wrap up. It'll be a nice quick show tonight. Um I did see now I don't I don't usually watch, but I did see the full debut of Hook on Rampage. Mm-hmm. I did. I did. I liked it. Um, they did put him out there of a, a as a not really as a badass. They kind of brought him out there as just this good looking rip kid who could tear you apart and just manipulate your body. You know, just literally he was a badass. Not that kind of badass, but just I thought he was good in the ring. I thought he was uh, uh, definitely needs a little more time. But I had nothing wrong with his debut, and I thought that picture of Taz giving him a standing ovation. I mean, talk about a proud dad moment right there. Oh, for sure. That was awesome. But uh, I really feel he, he, he did pretty damn good, in my opinion. Like I said, was it perfect? No. But I liked the way they brought him out. The hair. I don't know. I'm, I, the, the hair annoys the shit out of me, but <laughs> that's, that's funny you say that because I was seeing people praise that, praise him for that. It's like you know, having his own like unique look, I guess, and sort of having the hair where it's like you know it's it's out of place or it's like kind of unkempt, but like specifically on purpose to try to look cool. And a lot of people are saying that it did look cool the way he did that, the way he did it. Um, I don't know. Take take this for whatever it's worth. I don't know if it means anything to anyone, but apparently, Hook is the first wrestler to outsell CM Punk in weekly sales on Pro Wrestling Tees since his debut in August twenty first. Hook. Yes. So there's a lot of people getting behind him. And I was hearing even on the Observer that they were putting over just like how big of a deal it was to debut and just how cool he came across and just how it seems like he is like sort of trying to be the future of AEW, just how dynamic his character is and how cool he looked. Like even just before he wrestled, while he wrestled, and just the kind of potential that he has seems to be very almost limitless. Not to no pun intended, because Keith Lee blooms on the horizon. But well, I mean, to me, he kind of came off like a fucking Street Fighter character. It looked like fucking mm-hmm. looked like Ryu coming out there, you know? Yeah, like the kickboxing tape on the wrist, and the basically those were kickboxing shorts he had on. Mm-hmm. Looked like I mean, could have been going to a fucking Kumite. Yeah. You know, could have been fighting Tong Po and kickboxer. 
See what I want. What, what I, I'm going to float this one out to you. I saw him during the pandemic last year, so he's still out and around, and he can still do what he did in the past. Obviously, with it being hooked, Taz is going to be involved, and rightfully so. But do you think it's overkill to put him with Fonzie? Put him with who? Bill Alfonso. He's still out there doing it. He still looks like Fonzie, and he can still do the Fonzie mm. stuff. The whistle and the loud, annoying voice and all that shit. No, I think Taz is better for him. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I really feel that just his dad is better for him because of his style. He's got the same style his dad has. He was, you know, his dad was a fucking the the you know submission uh, machine, the the suplex machine, all that shit. And this kid, I I think it fits him having Taz out there. He he wrestles like Taz's son. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't. I would stick with what they got going right now. I think it, if it's working, obviously, if he's doing great sales, everything's working, everything's clicking, planets are aligning, Smart. Yeah, people seem to really be behind him. Well, better to be behind him, I guess, than in front of him. Yeah. I mean, there's an Alec Baldwin joke in there somewhere. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really... Gleam anything from the match itself, but like there was a promo or two that the team Taz was cutting that he was just he was involved in, he wasn't talking, but he was just like in the background eating chips the entire time. <laughs> and I was like, that popped me. Uh, that is good. I like that one. Uh, shit. All right, really, we only have two more little sub. Actually, you know what? All right, smart. Let's veer mm-hmm. off one more time. Let's one more time. Let's veer off subject here. Sure. Um, we have uh, in many. I mean, obviously, you know, we, to just rewind, obviously, we the, the hook thing was good. Move on. Um, I I posted this article now. I've seen it on more sites than just this one. Which is why I sent it to you, because I actually went and checked this. And this is apparently a real thing. Um, this website <clears throat> is called uh, News Intact, and it's called Alien News. Uh-huh. Yeah, Cue the X-Files on. theme. Now, we have talked about um, Dave Chappelle many times on this show, and obviously the other show. I've actually done a few of, the, uh, a few of his comedy shows right there, on there. Uh, and but we did the, uh, sh- the, the Chappelle show. Yes. As we have. We did. Me, you, and Anthony did the uh, Chappelle show, and that was an awesome fucking time right there. Chappelle so. show, Sticks and Stones. Yep. Uh, uh, was the, the other one? I forget what the other one was. The Closer. Yeah, The Closer, the most recent one. That was actually me and Eric, I believe. Uh, yeah, me and Eric watched that cold. Yeah. And I uh, did that one right there. And uh, here we go. So, Smart, I, uh, I'm, with, I'm with you there. There you go. How's that? Huh? So, in Alien News, according to Dave Chappelle's cousin, are you ready for this? Dave Chappelle, when he took his hiatus to Africa, was eliminated and cloned by the Illuminati. Mm Mm-hmm. She said his physical appearance completely changed after his return from exile in Africa and his appearance on the Oprah Winfrey show, 
Uh, she also claims that this new Dave does not recognize her despite the fact she was extremely close to Chappelle before the strange events surrounding his escape to Africa and doomed return to America in the entertainment industry. Uh, she says, he wasn't one of them and he refused to do their bidding. He got too big and they took him out. The new Dave Chappelle is not the old Chappelle, uh, Dave Chappelle. He looks nothing like him. He doesn't recognize his own family and he is a totally different person on stage. All of his real fans can see this. Uh, I don't know. Um, so, let's turn that down now. So smart. There are fans that are jumping on this bandwagon, obviously. Um... Do we think Dave Chappelle was cloned? Um, or did he just work out, gain some fucking muscle, and come back looking jacked? I think that's what happened, but I could be wrong. He could have been cloned. Go ahead. Well, I mean, the truth is indeed out there. And here's why I think that he is has been cloned. No. Um, I, if he... <laughs> <laughs> if he's I'm, I'm tripping out here because I'm reading more about this and that there's like even more conspiracy theories but um, if you replace the old Dave Chappelle with like I guess what's supposed to be a more palatable Hollywood ready somebody who plays their games as they were saying I'm not sure that one of the first things he would do would have be have multiple specials where he said potentially divisive things about the LGBTQ <laughs> community. That seems like that might have been a little bit of faulty wiring if you were like cloning him. Oh yeah. Now that, there's a whole if if you read this article there's a lot more to it. Um <laughs> and uh I can post this on uh on Wrestling Umbrella for you guys. I'll I'll, I'll do that later. But uh, it, th this is one of the craziest stories I have heard. And, I mean, she's in here saying that, you know, he went into this, this executive's office and there were all these Illuminati types who basically told him he needed to cut out some of the material he was doing. Um, and they didn't like his depiction of black people. Uh, they didn't like his honest take on certain characters. And, and, and they were grooming at this time, they were uh, grooming Obama to be the next president, mm. and they had uh, and and they felt uh, that Dave Chappelle threatened that because of his depiction of black people at the time. Um, I I, I mean, it, this is misinformation. She's going to be canceled, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this at this point. I was I, I I was really wanting to talk about this, and now I'm reading more into it, and I'm like, wow, she's really deep into this. And like I said, there's even like fan involvement in some of this stuff where they're like, yeah, definitely, that's definitely not the right one. That's definitely not Dave Chappelle. That's 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 Dave Chappelle too, the 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 clone. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo, Dave Chappelle break in to save the rec center. Absolutely, yes, Electric Boogaloo, Dave. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, actually, I think he did parody that in Chappelle's show. Actually, now that I think have. about that, there was like a little bit of a skit there. Yeah, I think you might have. But um, this is some nutty shit. 
Uh, According to his cousin, who does not wish to be named, I wonder why. It was not long after the Oprah interview that Dave Chappelle was eliminated and cloned. The way they did it was by luring him back into Hollywood executive office, back to the round table of exec types who pushed the Hollywood agenda by offering him his show back with full creative license to Dave. Sounds too good to be true, but Dave fell for it. No, he didn't because the show was over. It was his love for the show that did him in yes he did the end he wanted his show to end by him not being present for the third season yeah and that's and he did and he definitely did it so but i mean if you look at the two pictures no they don't look alike also one could be taken in a looks like one is taken inside one is taken outside that's going to definitely have a difference in sunlight skin color everything that's going to happen but he looks very skinny in the picture on the left. He did come back from um, his trip to Africa, and he was jacked. He had time to work out. He had time to eat. He had time to do stuff instead of fucking sit there and concentrate on a show and this and that. So, I mean, he's back looking a little... He's not looking as jacked as he is in this picture. This is pretty much when he first came back. This is true, but okay, if we're going based on the idea that like the big difference is just that there's muscle mass now, are, are we led to believe that Carrot Top was also cloned by the Illuminati? Which, like, who's funding this? Because that doesn't seem necessary at all. I mean, you can say that he's just had a lot of plastic surgery, but are we sure? Because, I mean, Carrot Top's pretty ripped in some of these newer photos of him. What I, I do love about this is how it is mandatory, just I, whether you believe it's true or not, that anytime you talk about celebrities in the Illuminati, it always comes back to Jay-Z. <laughs> I don't understand how or why, but it's just widely accepted. They also, this is from the article here, they also gather people through blackmail and sellouts. They like people who are so desperate for fame that they will sign a contract in blood, selling their soul to the wicked industry. These are people like Jay-Z who know that is going on, know what is going on, but do not care as long as they get their paycheck. I mean, you do wonder how he got Beyonce. I mean, I'm just like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I do feel like there's something, not that they're in the Illuminati, but I feel like it, it is weird that, like, nobody else is allowed to, op, like, kind of fill the space that Beyonce fills. Because it's like, there's no other real, like, anybody that's in the same sort of, she doesn't have peers. Hmm. in the way that, like... This pop music where you have like, you know, there's like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, that kind of the peer group, you know what I mean? Where it's like there was a for a while, the early 2000s are like 25 different fucking generic white blonde pop singers. Right. But like there's only one real Beyonce. There, there's nobody that's like a Beyonce clone, I guess, bad choice of words, consider what we're talking about. But like mm. nobody occupies that same space. It's weird. Well, when you're at the top, I mean, listen, do do I believe there's this big Illuminati out there? No, not really. Do I believe that there's rich, elite Hollywood little cliques and clubs? Of course. There's fucking high school cliques and clubs, too. So, of course, there's going to be some in Hollywood, too. Do I think some of them do some creepy shit? I think a lot of people, of course they do. It's It's a fucking large nation, you know? Everybody does creepy shit every now and then. So, of course, there are out there, but 
I don't think they're out there cloning people. I don't think they're uh, eliminating uh, people like Dave Chappelle and bringing back a uh, a clone. Um, and like Smart had said, I don't think he'd come back and make these, you know, jokes like this. I mean, unless the uh, the program is uh, is glitching, unless the glitch in his matrix, Smart. That's it. That yes. could, yeah, you know, that 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 could be it. That could just be a glitch. Um, I believe if that was the case, he would have been he would have been highly apologetic if he was uh, being worked by the man. It's very, it's very interesting. That's all I would say about that. And you feel like if the cloning technology were available, they would use it more so for like. Let's get another clone of Topanga from Boy Meets World. That's what we need. We need that. We don't need like eight Dave Chappelle's. No. I mean, clone another, you know, 60, 70,000 Jamie Presley's. There you go. Very fine with that. She's a very fine woman. All right. So we, neither one of us believe that Dave Chappelle has been cloned. Um, Rich Hollywood elite are crazy. And obviously, the Jews run Hollywood. Well, well, yeah. When, when they're not too busy controlling the weather. Yeah, obviously. I mean, doing nine eleven. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. They control the weather. They control. I mean, obviously, this is this 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 is what these 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 evil Jews do. Uh, so, <laughs> I think my new favorite one was that they were actually responsible for the pandemic because of like it happened right around the time all that Jeffrey Epstein shit was going down. That's my new favorite conspiracy theory. Oh, and uh, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. Let's just go there. And what the hell? Let's go, Brandon. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's just bring them all out there. Indeed. All right. Let's get back to wrestling uh, real quick (laughs) before we. What a departure. Sometimes you just got to fucking do a hard transition, brother. Um, But uh, again, there's really only two more stories to get into with something we brought up last week. Um and like we always say, you know, things just kind of happen on Thursdays. Jeff Hardy was released. Yes. Got to talk about that. Uh, f- now, the story's floating around is that he was released for not going to rehab. Now, there's a few reasons you refuse going to rehab. Um, you think you don't have a problem. Uh, you just don't want to go. Or you really don't have a fucking problem. And by all accounts, from people, he didn't have a problem. It's like they just, uh, uh, it seems like WWE kind of just assumed that because of what he did, he was back on drugs or back drinking. Yes. But there was someone who, obviously, that was uh, backstage at that show that night um, in uh, Edinburgh, Texas, and said that Jeff Hardy, nothing looked odd. He didn't look under the influence. He didn't look at all different. It didn't look like he had drank anything or taken any pills before the show. He said, as far as I know, he's been doing great since the DUI arrest from a couple years back. I know people were wondering why he he would be allowed to go out there if he was fucked up, but he looked fine before the match. Um, you know, people were just saying he was sluggish. 
but they also said he looked didn't look like he did at Victory Road 2011. We know that was the old shoot pin by Sting. So, and his his wife is saying things, and obviously, um, you know, Jeff Hardy's been putting out videos and stuff. He doesn't look bad. Doesn't look like he's drugged up. He looks fine. Right. Matt is even saying that WWE jumped the gun with this whole thing. No, we just got done talking about conspiracy theories. I kind of we're going to get right back to it. There's a part of me because I've seen these videos and I sent you one of them. There's a part of me that's kind of wondering if he purposely did this shit to try to get out of his contract. Like I might maybe I'm giving him too much credit for being uh, maybe I'm trying to assuming that he's smarter than he really is. But like he knows that he has his past and he knew that maybe if he started acting a little bit irregularly that they would make assumptions about him and this would be the quickest and fastest way for him to get out. I don't know what his contract is looking like. I don't know if they added time. I don't know when it's up initially, but maybe he's trying to work him. Maybe. And um, real quick, since you, before I forget, why don't we go ahead and play that little Matt Hardy video you sent me? And it's only 59 seconds, so let's hit play. I had forgot to pull it up on the top computer, but it's done, and here we go. Oh, look, mute again. Oh, I've got to fucking fix myself. Okay, mute, unmute, there we go. Say my name with reverence. I am standing inside a wrestling ring, and everyone knows I am a ring general. Matt Hardy was the brains behind the Hardy Boys. Whenever I looked at Jeff and said, do the whisper in the wind, or do the swanton bomb, or do the poetry in motion, he trusted my judgment. Matt Fact, Matt was the architect of the Hardy Boys. V1. There he Sorry, is. man. I was listening to Release Me by Wilson Phillips. Look, man, <laughs> I am the whisper in the wind. I am the swanton bomb. But without you, there's no poetry in motion. The truth is the truth. Hey, Max! Hey, you don't understand how hard it is to be Matt Hardy. My cousin. That was cool. All the kids walking in, listening to "Release Me" by Wilson Phillips. Nice, nice, good little. That was obviously being released. I don't need to explain jokes to you, everybody. Y'all are pretty smart people. Uh, but so. yeah, I mean, like the last time this happened with like the DUI, like 2019, I think it was. You were saying, mm-hmm. like. Matt Hardy didn't say anything about it on social media. Like, there was none of this, like, he's fine, don't worry about it. There was no... They were trying to cover anything up. Like, when they've had issues in the past, they've stayed silent. And, like, this, he... That video that we just played that came out, like, this week, I think it was filmed this week, they seem... He seems perfectly fine, perfectly alert. Like, I guess I didn't watch it, so I can't tell you what they talked about or what happened in it, but... He was on, Jeff Hardy was on Matt Hardy's Twitch stream mm. this week, too. And it just seems like like they're perfectly fine, like you were talking about. We've seen what Jeff Hardy looks like when he's fucked up. There was that YouTube video of him just rambling in a convenience store with Matt. And there was the Victory Road thing. Oh, and he, yeah. it, it, it just seems, it seems different from, you know, what we've seen of him being fucked up, what we're getting now. 
it just, something just seems weird about it. It doesn't seem like he's back on. Like maybe he is. Who knows? You know, we, only he would know. But it doesn't seem like he fell off the wagon per se. He might have just fucked up once, or like I was suggesting, maybe he's trying to get out of his contract. Maybe, but I, I don't know. Uh, here, let me see. Here, uh, that was a Waffle House, by the way. Um. Oh, yeah, was and okay, let's play. I mean, this is what drugged up Jeff Hardy sounds like. Y'all ready for this? Let me see if there's nope. See, there's not even a uh, thing here. Here, here we go. The first ever straight edge world heavyweight champion. I think Christian said it best. Mm-hmm. Um, CM Punk, I think you're a nerd. I get talking every now and then. I'll say, You pay to see me, you pay to see me, but. I made CM Punk a motherfucking superstar. And that's a fact, Jack. And I'll end it like this. We can't even do that shit in your company anymore. But in this world, we can do it all we want to. You should follow me. You should. Okay, there's a fucked up Jeff Hardy. See, that's the difference. That's how you can tell that he's not fucked up because of the other video we played. Jeff Hardy couldn't cut a promo. Yeah, uh-huh. Jeff Hardy is on drugs. He can cut a promo, and he sounds slightly like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> we can do whatever we want to in this world. Hey, CM Punk, you got a joint? <laughs> I just like that he called him a nerd. Be a lot cooler. Like, you don't do yeah. drugs, you fucking loser. <laughs> you nerd, you teetotaling fuck. Ah, <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's you're right. You you are unfortunately right. Jeff Hardy fucked up. Cuts a very good promo. Uh, Jeff Hardy sober, not so much. But I will take the Jeff Hardy sober promo any day. So, because uh, I don't want the guy fucked up, and I I don't know. Now, as far as the made, did he do it purposely? I think that's digging too far, too. I don't think he expected to be let go, and it's probably especially for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I, It doesn't seem like he did it purposely because, like I said, they're both kind of going on here and being like, you know, Matt Hardy's saying, oh, they jumped the gun. They, they You know, maybe they should have waited for the test to come back before they even got rid of him. Right. Because he didn't refuse a test. He just refused to go to rehab. And according to what Matt Hardy said, is he was telling him, can we wait for the test to get back before we decide on rehab? Right. I, I think that's an actual, that, that is a very legit thought in my opinion. I don't think a fucked up person would even say that. I think a fucked up person would just be like, yeah, man, I'll go to rehab. Right. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, like, I admit he's probably not doing it purposely to try to get out of a contract because, like you said, when you got that kind of history, that probably doesn't make you the most attractive to potential new employers that you're refusing to go to rehab. But um, it's it's the way things are now. I mean, they're not giving unless you're an USA, you know, unless you're related to Roman Reigns, they're not giving anybody any leeway. Oh. Where it's like they're I don't know if they're trying to sell the company or what, but they put up with nothing now. You fuck up once and you are out of there. And even being related to fucking Roman Reigns isn't exactly a fucking shoe in Nia Jax. This is true. So I'm nobody's safe, dude. I'm telling you right now, there ain't nobody in that company safe. I would everybody's probably shaking in their fucking boots. Everyone. 
even the new hires are probably shaking in their boots because I mean they just they'll hire you and if they see no progress in you they're just gonna fucking dump you. Which mm-hmm. not I get it. It's business. I get it. It's shitty. I don't like it, but I get it. I don't have to like it. It's not my yeah. business and it's not me being fired. At this point, go ahead and fire me. I don't give a fuck. But anyway, um uh, <laughs> I'll figure out what's going on. So anyway, I am glad. Uh it, like I said, I it looks to me like Jeff Hardy is doing well. I don't it just doesn't look like he's on drugs. It doesn't sound like he's on drugs. He looks clean. His eyes are not half shut like they were in the fucking drunken Waffle House video or whatever he was on at Waffle House video. Guy looks fine to me. I'm sorry. I've I mean I've had plenty of my family, you know, deal with addiction and he don't look like it. Right. And I mean, I guess it's kind of we'll we'll learn more in the next couple of days because, you know, obviously he's got to wait out the 90 day, no come, you know, no compete. So he'll have his opportunity to indeed stay clean if he is clean or to, you know, get better if he did slip up or whatever the case might be. So mm. time will tell with that, I suppose. Yeah. Yes, it will. Let me see here. Now, since my stomach was so bad last night, I'm. My wife got, my wife decided to get liquor tonight, so at least I would sleep. Uh, so, by the way, I guess we can kind of admit to we were talking about the Jeff Hardy thing last week. We were also talking about the Johnny Gargano thing last week, and it seemed like the consensus was that he was going to stay. We were wrong. <laughs> we appear to have been very wrong about that. Yeah, yeah, it definitely seems like it, and it seems like another one. Uh, a lot of people were wrong on too, Smart. Not just Johnny Gargano, but it does seem like Gargano. Now, I also wouldn't doubt if he takes some time, then the baby comes, and maybe three, four months later, we actually may see him back in NXT. I I would not doubt that with Gargano. But um, maybe, maybe not. Um, Apparently yesterday it was his first, his debut into Twitch streaming. He had his first Twitch stream yesterday. So it is amazing because we talked about this at the end of last year, the whole crackdown on Twitch within WWE. And it's amazing how many people that they potentially lost by just staying firm on this ground of not allowing them to have Twitch or other potential revenue streams. I'm pretty... I'm not even sure the words you kind of grossed out that the fact that like the most rebel thing he could do is be like, I'm going to start a Twitch stream. (laughs) Indeed. Rebel, rebel. (laughs) He wants to play Super Mario Brothers. Who can blame him? I don't know what he played. I didn't watch, but we'll assume it's Super Mario Brothers. If he's playing Super Mario, I might watch that. I love that fucking game. I remember. Adam Cole did it, actually. I saw him. She was playing Super Mario Brothers. Remember all the warp zones and hidden one-ups? Mm-hmm. I was always more of a Sega kid, but I did play Super Mario Brothers for sure. Well, I mean, I had an Atari, dude. You didn't even know what an Atari was back then. I was a big fan of E.T. on Atari. That was was a lot of fun. grab Grab my cane over here. Um... Anyway, 
we were just about to get to another person who we were, yeah. who a lot of people were wrong on. I think we kind of speculated he could go either way, but go ahead, Smart. Well, let's see here. As I had it queued up, but the dog is in the way of the screen, so I'm going to have to fight a little bit harder. Um, anyways, from Fightful, actually, I will get up, give you the exact information in just a moment here, but Kevin Owens has re-signed with the WWE. We were surprised on that because I think a lot of people, myself included, thought that he was gone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, I, I, I'm... <laughs> I'm not shocked by this. Are you? Not necessarily. I mean, if I, I was, it seemed to me that one of them, and when I say one of them, I mean either Owens or uh, Sami Zayn were going to be gone. The official, like, kind of word on it was Fightful Select has learned that Kevin Owens has re signed with the WWE. So, not really anything that I didn't already tell you, but um, it seemed like one of them was destined to go to AEW, it's kind of a matter of like which one, mm -hmm. and it seemed like maybe Owens was the more likely of the two, but because he just had a, kind of more of a better relationship with the Young Bucks and with Adam Cole and all of that, and it seemed like it was kind of written in the stars that he was going to end up there, but I think more than anything, you know, obviously he has to make decisions based best on his family. Yes. He's kind of in a position that Cole isn't in the sense that he has kids. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not just about wanting to hang out with your friends or your wife or whatever. This is about supporting your family and having, you know, more people that are dependent upon you and maybe wanting to be more secure because obviously WWE is not going anywhere anytime soon, regardless of what we think of them and how bad they have been for the last fucking decade, seemingly. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, I don't think I could have said that any better. I totally agree with you there. And I think in in the end, I think the only thing on his mind is what's best for his family. And yeah, he can go out, he can do more with AEW, but that also means, you know, right now they they actually do go home a little bit during the week, these guys. Um, and right now he's probably happy with the schedule he has and... I don't know. I think it just came down to family, guaranteed money, better guaranteed money than he can get anywhere. A little something to sock away for the kids, college and all that shit. You get like, like you said, he's got kids. You got to think about that shit later in life. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't, and I, I'll tell you the truth. I don't think Sami Zayn's going anywhere either. I think right now WWE is going to offer some of these guys that easily, could go somewhere else. I think they're going to really start taking stock in some of these guys and uh, offering them some really, really hefty contracts too, like a Kevin Owens, like a Sami Zayn, who really has been a, a guy that has taken some awful, awful wording in his sketches and put it out there like it was fucking hot fire. Right. Yeah, I mean, at some point, I think just for the way that they look in terms of PR or whatever, they're going to have to start re-signing some of these people because it's going to look bad if they just keep losing person after person. They just Every one of them ends up opting to walk. It, it starts looking bad for them, not that they always necessarily care about how they're perceived in the public, but they, they do have to retain some of these guys after a while. I think with, with Zane... I think he's one of it's one of those weird things where like with Vince you never quite know 
who is like the good kind of abrasive asshole and who is the bad kind of abrasive asshole. It just seems like apparent, like based on kind of what you hear that just Sammy Zayn kind of doesn't give a fuck and he just acts like how he acts and does whatever he wants to do. And I guess Vince finds him charming. I don't know. (laughs) Cause it's like, sometimes people act a certain way and they get fired and they get labeled an asshole or whatever. And like, but then you have like the other end of it. You have like Riddle, where he's just like openly right. talking shit about like Goldberg and Roman Reigns, and just nothing ever happens to him. So it's just you never know. It's a real crapshoot. I'm going to assume Sami Zayn just farts right in front of McMahon. Mm-hmm. Hey Vince. Vince. <laughs> ever seen the guy sneeze? <laughs> oh no, you don't want to do that. I mean. <laughs> You sneeze and you get the old, uh, where is it? You're fired! There you go. You don't want to sneeze. I uh, We were talking about Tough Enough like a week or two ago. And just serendipis- serendipity enough as it was, somebody was streaming the first season of Tough Enough on Twitch. Oh. And ended up watching the majority of it. I was in there like on episode four when I discovered it. But so I decided to watch it through. At one point towards the end, it was like the last episode before they had the big like special where they revealed who won. Vince came to the performance center or the, the where they were practicing mm-hmm. uh, to, to watch the people, to watch the kids. And he had Kevin Dunn with him. And like, oh my god, he looked like a fucking ventriloquist puppet. Mm-hmm. Like he was right next to Vince. Like he was just right on top of him. He sipped his coffee when Vince sipped his coffee, and just anything Vince said, he just totally agreed. He was nodding his head so profusely it looked like his fucking head was going to pop off of his neck. Oh. It was amazing. It was wonderful. Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know. I I. I just don't. I, I just think at this point, they see NXT people leaving. I don't think they really give a shit. It's NXT. You know how Vince probably looks at NXT, but I think their main roster people that have been there for some tenure, for a few years, that again have gotten over, whether they wanted them to or not, but have gotten over. I mean, Jesus Christ, Vince let Kevin Owens headbutt him to bleed. Mm-hmm. Vince let it, I mean, that's saying something right there. So they definitely see something in the guy. And like I said, they have to see something in Sami Zayn. Even though the writing is horrible, Sami Zayn goes out there and does every goddamn thing he can to make it the best he can. Usually it's decent enough. Right. But I just don't think either one. I I think they're obviously Owens is staying. I don't think Sami's going anywhere either. I think they're going to do everything they can to keep a guy like Sami Zayn because he could go anywhere. Right now, and you know, he really could. He can run the AE, they'd pick him up in a second if his contract ran out. Oh, for sure. Um, what's also, I guess, is worth noting is that it also came out that, uh, from Sean Ross Sapp as the source, that Owens does not have a no cut clause in the new contract. So, I guess, just like anybody else, they can get rid of him anytime if they decide that paying him more money wasn't worth it after all. Mm, so, you never know. They they did basically do that to Bray Wyatt and Braun uh, mm. Strowman. So who knows? Not surprising. Not surprising at all that they would do something like that. They're they're not gonna. It, you you got to remember when you sign any kind of uh, any kind of independent contractor contract or agreement as they really are called, because uh, <coughs> technically. 
independent contractors don't sign contracts. They, they, they sign agreements to work. They, 99% of the agreements usually favor the company, the corporation, no matter who it is, no matter what it is. Uh, you usually get a little benefit out of it, and that's about it. But most of it always benefits the company's interests and not yours. That's just the way it is. Yeah. All right. So let's just move on to the last little subject here, and then AEW ain't going to take long. It was three fucking matches. That was about it. So, But now, Smart, what do you know about this whole Hannibal thing? Now, this... This is the Hannibal Devin Nicholson, I believe is his name, right? Right, yeah, Hannibal Burris, uh, yes. world-renowned comedian, oh. the guy who exposed Bill Cosby. That's who it is. No, 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 no. But it is uh, Devin Nicholson. Now, he had a uh, well, he still does, and mm-hmm. I think you're going to get to that at some point. But like, I knew of him because he has a you know, YouTube channel and he does a lot of uh, shoot interviews. Yes. I don't know if he pays him or not, but he has sort of like the best way I could describe it is if anybody like watched shoot interviews from back in the day, it looks like a less quality version, which just says a lot of the old RF shoot interviews <laughs> that were already pretty shitty quality, even for their time. So that's where I know him from. But yeah, he's uh, <laughs> been the talk of the town lately. eh? Yeah. Hey, Canadian suddenly, eh? Mm-hmm. And embracing my inner Teddy Hart, uh, which could mean any number of things. About to say, you went all Teddy Hart on us there, man. I don't know what happened mm-hmm. there. Jeez. I'm, I'm currently moonsaulting off of my monitor as we speak. Dude, turn your camera off. Those pants are blinding me. Mm-hmm. Disco ball <laughs> in the background. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we're supposed to be getting serious, Mark. This is a serious story. We're supposed to. We have to get our fake somber on for this. No. We have, no. We <laughs> fake somber on no we don't have to do that honestly um so let's get into this a little bit uh yes weaves this is the guy that uh does have hep c he's <laughs> getting down to the brass tacks here i mean he just kind of pulled the donald sterling of he's got aids thank so you yes Jeff. hannibal does have hep c i think that is relevant well actually it did actually really is relevant it should be relevant it should be very relevant to the story and thank you john stossel for chiming in there sir uh (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) it's already off the rails oh all right so hannibal devin nicholson uh was that an indie show now now, is the name of the show on here smart i i I have some of the. I have. I you sent me one, and I sent another part of this article. I believe. I think so. Or uh, I? I, I'm trying to find the name of the company, but uh, it's in Irving, Texas. Does that do anything for you? Uh, it's not far at all. Actually, I did not know that. I didn't know it was in Irving, Texas. The video, however, is unavailable at this point. Um, I got this off TMZ. I think I actually sent you both of those articles i'm I'm not 100 percent, but uh so basically i guess he was supposed to come in he's claiming when he made this run in after the match to attack the referee that the referee was paid to bleed hired to bleed were his exact words the ref was hired to bleed now did you hear how much he was hired paid to bleed Listen to bleed is one thing. Go in there, get sliced with a spike, and get a little, you know, slice on your head is one thing. To go and actually end up getting, I believe he had twelve or thirteen, maybe fourteen staples put in his head 
this guy, Hannibal really went a little fucking nuts, uh, <laughs> is what happened. Uh, like I said, the video is no longer available. I did see it before the video wasn't available, but Nicholson basically said the referee was supposed to uh, bleed from razor blade cut cuts. I assume he actually cut himself with the blades. No. And then he said, well, he gave no in indication to me and you people can watch the footage. Zero indication to me in the ring. He was just selling it and was legitimately hurt. Mm -hmm. Um. Nicholson says he thought he covered the tip of the spike with his hand and simply believed Del Toro was putting on a show. Um, how many excuses do we have to use here? Literally, we've got the first one here. He was paid to bleed. Okay, that's one excuse. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know. He gave me zero indication. That's, that's, that's excuse number two. Uh, I thought I put my hand over the spike. I, re I, I thought I did. You know, I thought. I know I didn't feel it digging into my thumb, but I thought my thumb was over the spike. I really did. I, I know. No, I didn't feel any pain. Oh, you felt the pain. Good job, referee. Um, if he had told me he was getting hurt, I would have stopped. I'm going to keep that as another excuse. Uh, oh, he says he apologized, and they're cool. They're cool. They're cool. Um, guy comes off like a real dick. And you're right, mm -hmm. this was in um, in Irving, Texas. It looks like, uh, I guess, uh, Hannibal was taken on Carlito. Yes. I did World-class pro wrestling, by I the way. I was about to say, I saw this pop up on my feed. I saw this card. All right. There you go. Thank you. World-class pro wrestling. So, oh, actually, the Twitter video is still here of the attack. And I mean, you know, once the guy is down there covering his head with two hands and blood is profusely coming out of his head, don't you think it's time to stop? Mm -hmm. it's, I'm, I'm just guessing. So the guy used like four or five different excuses and then proceeds to say, oh, if he had told me to stop, I would have. So you need to be told, I mean... Uh, that's like, oh, if she had screamed stop, I would have, except my hand was over her mouth. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the picture, his, actually his arm is covering, you know, he's got this guy's mouth closed, basically with this fucking arm. So I don't know, man. This is pretty, uh, this was pretty brutal. Um, I'll get your opinion. I definitely want your opinion. So give me one sec here. Miz says, uh, just a real quick quote by the Miz, he thinks the guy should actually be banned. From the wrestling business like perma band was the word he used um he said you don't do stuff like that uh, that didn't look like a mistake as i was just saying um so again yeah uh, miz just thinks but little oh wait a minute look at these uh, he's got one two three four five so, oh these are stitches six seven eight there i see nine staples in his head and I see some literal, like, lacer, you know, regular laceration stitches there in his head. Uh, you thought you covered? The, I'm sorry. I believe not a fucking word this guy says. And I think he's coming off like a huge scumbag. I'm sorry I went on that little rant there, Smart. Please go ahead. 
Yeah, so allegedly this guy was supposed to be paid like $75 for this. So, I mean, that's fun. That that doesn't nearly cover the medical bills. Um, <laughs> $75,000 might cover the medical bills. That's right. Yeah, you were saying the Miz, I guess the quote from the Miz was, quote, accidents happen, the Miz said, but I don't get stabbed with like a knife or whatever the hell the guy had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the the thing that I guess to kind of give my take on it that kind of sticks into my mind about it is it's like what at, at first my kind of my first feeling was like hey, is this a work or not who knows but there's all kinds of reports I saw a whole bunch of reports of like people that were there people that worked as a part of the show different referees or whatever that are saying that it's not at all work or whatever. They were given their kind of accounts of what had happened. Um, and provided it isn't, just benefit of a doubt that it isn't a work and that it won't become a work as many things do. So you, you never know if that'll happen or not. But yeah. provided that what we saw is indeed genuine, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? Because it's like you can't, I don't, you can't parlay this into moving up to more reputable like companies and gcw is not going to want you after they see this shit like they they, their people are actually safe or as safe as you can be when you're working with you know fucking gusset plates and light tubes and things like they're not going to want some guy that hey this guy totally went into business for himself and almost murdered a referee Mm. let's give him a job like what was it that you were hoping to accomplish with what it is that you did yeah, I have no clue. And uh, it looks like the uh, gentleman who puts on world-class pro wrestling actually put out a little statement here on TMZ. Uh, I'll play it. I don't think it's that long. If it is, we'll play a little and we'll stop it. Let's see what we got here. Oh, there we go. Hello, this is Jerry Bostic, the owner of world-class pro wrestling. I want to reach out and make a statement about the incident that happened last night at Christmas Star Wars between... Devin Nicholson, a.k.a. Hannibal, a.k.a. the Hannibal TV, and the Blood Hunter, and referee Mando Del Toro. Um, I want to say first off that uh, the main thing is that Lando's going to be okay. It doesn't make anything happen okay, but, you know, it's, that's the main thing, that he's going to be okay. He probably needs all the love and support possible. Um... I want to say that world class moving forward will not be associated with Devin Nicholson, the Hannibal TV, Hannibal, or the Blood Hunter in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I cannot, will not condone what happened last night. I didn't see the actual incident. I didn't see anything until I came out and I was laying on the ground and it was one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. And I got to be honest, this guy is putting me to fucking sleep um thank god he just puts on wrestling shows i did weep said he sounds so relaxed there's relaxed and there's fucking shoot me in the fucking head uh but (laughs) anyway now just to continue and then i'll let you keep going smart del toro did say he had no way of telling Nicholson to stop. He said uh, he, the, Nicholson was too big and powerful, and before he knew it, he was unconscious. Right. So if the guy had just said stop, uh, duh, 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 come on. 
don't get me started again. Keep going, Mark. I'm sorry. No, I just, like I said again, like, what is it that you are hoping to achieve with this? Because if the idea is to just drum up activity for your YouTube channel, those you're going to get people. Obviously, there's going to be an influx of views initially, but you're going to have to keep doing stuff like this. And after a while, it becomes a law of diminishing returns. People are going to stop tuning in if all you have to offer them is antics anyway. Mm, so it's like, yeah. I, I don't see the point in any of those and really all they're gonna do is sign up to your channel or watch your video to tell you what a piece of shit you are also it, it, i will say though it is weird that this because it came from tmz so it doesn't necessarily surprise me but it is weird that somebody decided to ask the miz what he thought about this because oh, many <laughs> like, wrestlers all had... people it, it does yeah. remind me of we mentioned dave Chappelle. it reminds me of cheers of like his bit on what does job rule think of nine eleven? It's like this is a very much a weird where it's like let's get let the let's get the Miz. If anybody has their pulse on the world of independent wrestling, it is the Miz. A bunch of wrestlers chimed in, and I believe they had the Miz on for something else, and they just kind of brought this up. Yeah, I mean the Miz is on TMZ all the time. That's kind of like what he does. Again, Miz does all these fucking television things that you know what he's out there for so um but anyway i w- w- try w- to answer your question what would he be trying to accomplish i really have no clue he's now banned from this promotion uh i could see a few more promotions not wanting to risk it this guy can okay he did it once what's to say he's not going to do it again and like what's the upside because i mean you look at like the only person i can compare this to or the only person i can compare him to is like, yeah, New Jack did this shit all, all, a couple of times, but with New Jack, it was like he had a name and he did more than just that. Yeah, he know. actually, you know, he, he was a hardcore wrestler, or whatever, but he didn't just exclusively try to murder people in the ring. Oh, you might not want to tell Vic Grimes that. Uh, well, I said exclusively. I mean, there are definitely some instances where, by his own admittance, that he did, in fact, try to murder people, but he did more than that. There was only a handful of people that he tried to murder. Well, I mean, he actually did. I mean, he did not murder. There were justifiable homicides when he was a uh, bounty Aren't hunter, you? which bounty hunters you know, really aren't supposed to be killing people. But anyway, let's just not even bring that up. I mean, you don't. Uh... <laughs> How many justifiable homicides do you think Steven Seagal has? Uh, probably none. I don't think he. I don't know. May I think we was he heard proper? About was he pro? We, we've definitely talked about this before. But was he a proper bounty hunter, or was he just trying to be a cop? Okay, so he had that TV show Lawman, right? Is that what you're asking about? Yes. Okay, it was on Hulu. It's not anymore. Hard to find it actually. Now here's he was an actual cop. It started out in I believe Arizona, and I think at one point they went to Louisiana. Um. Because he had that horrible accent in the show. Yes, he became Stephen Seagal became Cajun for he a did. while. He did. He did. We'll come out there. What's going on there, boy? How you doing there? <laughs> Stephen Seagal and fucking Lash Larue just hanging out. <laughs> anyway, so he he was an actual police officer. Now, what happened was people started digging through the records. Now. If you go to the academy, it's usually public information after you graduate. No one could find 
any academy in the United States that had accepted him, that he had gone to, that he had completed a course or anything. So they kind of had to stop that show quickly. (laughs) That's pretty awesome, actually. Now, Seagal is incredibly proficient with a, a handgun, and he's an incredible marksman. He can actually light a match from 60 yards away with a bullet. Well, that's where it becomes less whimsical when there's a guy who has no actual formal police training that is just walking around with a gun just aiming at random people, presumably. Well, and honestly, if you watch his movies, he has incredible trigger discipline. I swear to God, watch Steven Seagal's movies. Every time he's holding the gun, he has his finger, not on the trigger, but they call it index, straight past the trigger, basically holding the slide. I not, will take your word for it. As not on the to trigger. actually subjecting myself to Steven Seagal movies. Well, if I had my gun, I would show you, but I do not have a gun in this room. So anyway. Uh, it's a bit of an upset, I got to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the only one here. I only carry it in the room when I'm alone. Actually, yeah, and Weaves brings uh, bring, brought up Will Seagal, or Will Seagal, <laughs> Will Sasso was also Steven Seagal. I was watching that the other day, and like I didn't think about how many of fucking of like the best Mad TV skits, which I guess depending on how you feel about the show, might be an oxymoron. But the ones that I enjoyed, like almost all of them, have Will Sasso in there. I was watching the Will Sasso uh, Steven Seagal's America. The other day where it was like one of those like PBS style travel shows um, and he goes to this like old lady's diner and he fucking kills somebody for stealing too many sweet and low packets. He breaks the fucking the, the fucking uh, diner lady's neck. It's just it's amazing. It is wonderful. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, SBC stopping by. What's going on, man? What's going yeah, on? Nice to see you. Um, but yeah, it. it Listen, I, I do like Steven Seagal. I, I do. I like his movies. I've said before, I do not... Ha- I, movies do not have to be good for me to like them. I just... I like what I like. I watch what I watch. Leave me alone. Don't judge me. Don't judge me at all. I won't judge you for the movies. I have long since stuck my nose up at you for your choice of music from time to time. I will continue to do so, uh, but mean, you are you have permission to watch whatever you wish. But my choice of music literally can go from friggin' like 80s rap to fucking heavy metal and all in between. I listen to everything, so it's just I don't know. What are you gonna do? Yes. What are you gonna do? I and I, I and, you know, I put a little Buffett. I like a little Jimmy Buffett. What are you gonna do? Man? I mean, I, you know, hey. We need a Buffett buffer. Not like I play any Jimmy Buffett on the show. I don't torture you at all. So, <laughs> anyway, I used to do it to Shaheen all the time. Just to, <laughs> I'm gonna do a, a Buffett intro. <laughs> I like how you've learned from your mistakes. But yeah, okay. <laughs> we can't. I can't subject co-host to that. Is, There's a line. That's you know, we don't we don't talk about politics. We don't play Buffett. <laughs> we're living and we're learning. See that's that that's the thing. Me and you can talk politics, but if I play Buffett, it might be over. So I'll just leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. Uh, I, I will. I will. So all right. Um, far as I'm as I'm concerned, we're pretty much done with the news there. I think we pretty much both agree that that Hannibal thing was just way out of fucking control. I think he's full of complete a doo doo, and he's coming off like a complete scumbag. 
in all of this? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> well, what's tripping me out about this, I'm just trying to figure out how to properly surmise this. Um, it was, on the Wrestling Umbrella Facebook group, there was, this was posted a lot. There's a lot of people talking about it. And uh, we thank him for sharing the show. But Stephen Milan wanted to know what your opinions were. And you decided to wrap this up by saying that you believe that he is full of doo-doo. So I would like to know <laughs> from Mr. Milan himself if that was a sufficient uh, coverage on this issue. Well, I mean, that wasn't the only thing. I mean, I kind of ranted for 10 minutes before you yes. even got to speak. I mean, there was substance to this. But I do enjoy how you put a bow on it by saying that you think he is full of doo-doo. Oh, I'm trying to be nice every now and then, you know. <laughs> He's a less than reputable person in my eyes. I get what you're saying. <laughs> oh boy, I would give him a talking to if I saw him. <laughs> so yes, that that's sort of the summary. There is a big tisk tisk for Mister Hannibal. He needs a timeout, I think. Uh, he's going to get many timeouts from a lot of companies. It seems like he's going to have a little time off. Uh, <laughs> I hear he's booked for the CZW show, though. <laughs> Please tell me you're kidding. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so, too. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, I guess we get into AEW, and then we can wrap this bad boy up. Now, AEW, I did miss... About an hour, but I did notice that was it was the whole match. <laughs> so I didn't miss much. Uh, got to see a lot of replays of the match. Kind of went back. Uh, if you go to the AEW Facebook page, the official page, you can they kind of replay little things from the match. So I caught up doing that. Match went to a time limit draw. A little surprised. By that, the fact that AEW usually doesn't do these, they usually like to at least give you some definitive finish to a match. And they they went with this this time. Even with Paige blading, um, I think that Daniel Bryan did an incredible job of making Adam Page look like a, a, a fucking million dollars in this match, number one. Um, and some guy had a sign that said, Vince has killed more careers than COVID. Did you see that one? Smart? Oh my gosh. Oops, <laughs> I don't know how, but I ended up on mute there. I didn't see the sign, though, no, but that does, that is fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it is. But uh, and, uh, and at one point, we did get Paige. He did stomp the cowboy shit out of Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson. No, Daniel Bryan. No, Bryan Danielson, as he said he would. Fucking great match, though, man. Really good match. Paige doing all those fucking moonsaults and shit and all those great spots. It was a really good match between them two. And, I mean, let's face it, when you see the name Daniel Bryan, you know what you're getting. You know you're not going to get a bad match. 
So. Right, yeah. I mean, he's been having a really good run of matches. He's only been in the company for a couple months now. Mm. But he's already sort of made his money back or made the investment back they put in on him by having these kind of fucking insane matches. I, I had a feeling that that's what we were in for by the, when they went to their second pitcher-in-pitcher break. Mm. Because normally it seems like after, you know, one commercial break, they usually end up having the finish of the match, regardless of whatever the match is. So the fact that, that you know, by the time they ended up going to another commercial break, mm-hmm. it's like, I think we're going to be in for a long match. And then as it started kind of being more and more involved, I was like, yeah, this, this is going to be a draw. I kind of, I sense that from the beginning, from not from the beginning, but probably about 20 to 30 minutes in when they started talking about how long they've been wrestling for. It's like, yeah, I think this is building towards something. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much when I came in, Tony was putting over the fact that they had been in the ring 55 minutes already. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, they're, sound looks like they're going, this don't look like it's over yet. But uh, like I said, great match. I just love those fucking buckshot lariats by uh, by Paige. They just always look brutal as hell. They look better than what JBLs used to look. JBLs used to look brutal. But I I think his look better. Maybe because right. maybe because he's a smaller guy, they just look more. I don't know. Doesn't make sense, I guess. But I don't know. Uh, and I was thinking, my God, I mean, an hour match. What more? I mean, are, are they just gonna put on the fucking main event after that? But they didn't. We got uh, the Serena Deeb versus uh, Hikaru Shida match after that, Smart. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, right after that. I did not see a lot of this match. My kids came home. I was busy. It was loud. I apologize. You're talking about the Deeb match? Yeah, Deeb and Sheeta. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't bad at all. It was a good match. It's one of those things, though, where it's like you're coming off of the high of just watching an hour-long draw. So, like, it didn't necessarily have the same kind of momentum that that match that they've, you know, because they have good chemistry, but it didn't have the same sort of impact that it would have had or that it's had in the past when they've had matches together. But, you know, there was nothing objectively wrong about it. There was It wasn't sloppy or anything like that. They had good chemistry. They put on a good match. But it was just you, you, nothing was going to follow that that was on the card tonight. And most things that you could book probably wouldn't have anyway. So it's one of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It was. It. Um, like I said, I I, I kind of got glimpses of it, but I I do know Sheeta won that match. Um, but I'm good. I'm glad it was a was a good match. And you're right. Coming off of this fucking that crazy one hour fucking insane match. But then again, I mean, what else could you have put on to follow that? Right. <laughs> And I mean, you can't, you know, the show is, by the way, the show was right out of Garland, Texas. I drove right through there on my way home. Um, or actually on my way to go see my son wrestle. Um, but it's, I, 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 I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. Yeah, you, I mean, you also had uh, Wardlow versus Matt Seidel, which I mean, that was pretty much a squash match for the most part. Anyway, Wardlow obviously won that. But yeah, I mean, what what do you have on to follow that? It's a good point. Plus, I was kind of, this really has nothing to do with AEW, but I was a little bit spoiled because this afternoon I watched a show that happened Sunday 
uh, Warrior Wrestling. And they run out of Illinois primarily. They're actually in uh, Tinley Park, which is where I stay when I go to Chicago. Um, anyways, the point of the story was is that they had – it was a Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez. Mm. And I watched that this afternoon. So it was going to be really hard to live up to that because that was really fucking good. So if you can find that show, Warrior Wrestling 17, from this Sunday or the Sunday that just happened, go ahead and check that shit out. But, yeah, like I said, it was a decent match, though, the Serena Deeb versus Sheeta. Yeah. Uh, good, good. And Weep says, I refuse to attend a pro wrestling show. I do not, and I will be at WrestleMania. I will find a way to make tickets to write, get tickets to not make tickets. Get. <laughs> I will find a way to make tickets. Now the truth comes out. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going to get tickets to WrestleMania. I, I, I definitely want to go. My kids want to go this year. And my, I think actually my wife wants to go. Last time Wrestle, uh, WrestleMania was here, my wife was uh, incredibly pregnant. Uh, so couldn't do that. Just couldn't do that. But, uh, all right. So, basically, now, where where did that Wardlow match come in, Smart? Did I, was that in the first hour that I missed? I want to make sure. It may have been, actually, that may have followed the Iron Man match. Because the Iron Man match led off the show. Right. But I want to make okay. sure. Because I always, I watch it all, but I always get the order, like, skewed in my head as to what happened and when. So I want to make sure that I get a proper report. Right. Like I said, my kids came home and, it, well, my my son had just come home. He was supposed to come home with us, but he forgot his backpack. So he had to take the bus home um, with all the other team kids. And, uh... They just got home, so when they come in, it's like a goddamn hurricane just hit the house. Yeah. You know, got the two-year-old coming in, the, the, the my 13-year-old my talking, and it's just like... That, was that good? Sure, sure. So, all right. Uh, you figure out when that Wardlow match came on real quick just to see, because I didn't. I have I have no recollection of that match at all. I uh, mean, it was it was short. There wasn't a, a lot to it. Yeah, it was it was after the uh, Iron Man match. Oh fuck! I so completely missed yeah, it. It was Mad Sidell Wardlow. Like I said, it was kind of a squash match for the most part. Anyway, okay. Uh, power bombed him to win, or two power bombs actually. Yeah, oh. hit him with double power bomb the man to win. Um, and then after that, that's when we got the Sheeta Deeb match. So they actually did put that in as a bit of a buffer. All right, good. I'm glad you uh, were paying attention because I didn't even catch that. And you know, like I said, I had pretty much just got home. At, like I said, at 55 minutes in the Brian Danielson Page match. So, and look, I I can't help it. I I went. I got to go see my kid do what he's doing, man. I'm I, he, he did really good tonight. I was really proud of him. Like I said, very proud of him tonight. He. Uh, didn't get pinned in a few seconds. He almost had the kid. He got out of two pins. I was proud. I was proud of the kid tonight. So he's getting better every week. And a lot. Yeah, there you of, go. That's all you could ask well, for. A lot of kids quit last week. Like seven kids quit. They just got discouraged. They were going up against teams that have been together for you know three or four years already and have already had practice doing this. And this is the first year that the middle school was able to get a team going this year. So it's, uh, it was, it's a little, little different. Not them. that I ever, I wanted to, I actually did want to be 
do the amateur wrestling thing. But I would imagine with something like that, that's a lot of pressure for the sake of like, yeah, it, it's under a team sport. It's under that banner. But like, if you lose, you know that you lost. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, I would have won, you know, if so-and-so, if this guy would have caught the ball, I would have won. I, but I did my job. It's like, no, if you get pinned, you get pinned. That's on you. So it's like you do kind of have to deal with sort of the isolation of that and having to kind of accept the fact that you either, you know, you won or you lost. Yeah, I do need to show him a few Bruce Lee videos, though, because he should look at the stance because a lot of kids in there do have that stance where they kind of go sideways. It's harder Mm -hmm. to grab a person when they're sideways. You have less, less mass to grab when a person is sideways. And they can see you better. So I do want to show him at least the stance. I know he thinks that, oh, you watch the fake stuff. I know. But he's, <laughs> he's, he's walking around in like the fucking early like Steiner Brothers singlets. <laughs> like, you watch that fake shit. I'm a real wrestler, dad. They actually wear shorts and sleeveless shirts. Uh, they, did, they, 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 they didn't have any money to get them a, uh, a uniform. So they at least have those. We'd uh, like to know if you are planning to do a run-in Hannibal style. Yeah, uh, maybe. <clears throat> okay, I understand. First guy that hurts my kid, uh, not gonna like it. These little, <laughs> I could probably take three seventh graders uh, <laughs> before they got me down at least once. <laughs> All there right. You go. Yeah, everybody wonders how many seventh graders they can <laughs> take, and everybody fudges the numbers a little bit. I'll tell you what, though, some of these kids definitely are jacked, dude. They look like they could. Some of them definitely look like they could probably take me in no time because they are. Some of them just looked like they they fucking eat steroids with their eggs in the morning mm-hmm. um but anyway i'm sure that's a very good uh combination for breakfast Bre- bre- you know breakfast of champions uh, eggs and steroids eggs and, steroids. <laughs> eggs and steroids i like my steroids with milk <laughs> anyway um let's just go right to the main event here and then we can wrap this bad boy up we had dante martin versus mjf this was the dynamite Diamond Ring uh, final match right here. MJF came out, did his usual type of promo. He shits on Texas. Uh, he shit basically. He basically did the same promo you would do in Alabama. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know what he was thinking. He must have just been like, "No, oh, look, but this one worked in Alabama. It'll work here too." Uh, then he cuts a little promo on Punk. Uh, Pretty good, a good match. Once again, Dante Martin just flips and flies around the goddamn ring, man. And he has balance. He has like Phoenix balance on those ropes, man. It's it's a weird thing, but like the one thing that stuck out to me about this was there was a point where he did a springboard dive to the outside. And he ended up landing on his face, which I feel bad for him on that one. But, like, I was somehow impressed by just how much he overshot him. <laughs> because, like, MJF was, like, pretty far back uh-huh. outside. And he just, like, he flew fucking so far past him. Yes. That it was, like, it wasn't even, like, it wasn't even a bad botch. It was just impressive that he could get that far in terms of momentum and hang time and velocity off the rope. It was just, like, crazy how far he can dive. And it was also funny hearing that. Oh, Ooh, ooh. Oh yeah, he <laughs> he landed hot on that one. He just one. Ate shit. But he then landed he popped right back up. He landed hot on that one, and then he's like, "Oh, and he's fucking no selling it." Oh yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things where you have to. 
Like you can't, you he can't stop and think about how much that hurt because you just bounced off the floor face first. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, I, I like Taz being out there. I've always been a fan of Taz on promo. I liked him back in the old. Uh, I didn't watch him when ECW was around, but I watched his stuff after uh, ECW was already you know dead and gone. Uh, I do like Taz. I think he's good, and I, th- I, I, I actually always thought he was pretty. Not he's not great on the mic, but I just think Taz is. He's funny. He's funny on the mic. He makes me laugh, especially just just he he always makes himself sound so tough, and he's just this little stocky dude. But <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. That's the wild part about it is like it's been well documented, but he in originally like even pre ECW he was the Tasmaniac, and it was part of his whole gimmick that he just didn't speak. Then one day Heyman put a microphone like during a live show, put a microphone in front of his face and made him cut a promo. And it was reported that Taz told him that if he ever did that again, he was going to fuck kill him because he doesn't talk. So it's like amazing that you come from that point of just refusing to do promos to, you know, being a commentator for a living. And I, yeah, I think he does a really good job. Like that little run of time there where it was him and Jim Ross on commentary for SmackDown. That was mm-hmm. a very underrated team. Yeah, it was. It was good. Like I said, and Taz was the, and, and when him, uh, him and Jim Ross were literally, Jim Ross said he had a great time working with Taz, but he also feels like he kind of, Train Taz to do it right. So, and he did. You could kind of see Taz growing during that whole thing. He's versatile because, I mean, he can joke around. And he's not afraid to make himself look foolish. But then when, you know, like the, the when it actually calls for things to be serious, the situation dictates it. He can be serious as well and sort of explain why what's going on in the ring matters, why this hurts, why that hurts, the significance of any given moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but anyway, I, I thought Taz was good tonight. He was pretty funny, um, which kind of brings us into the whole, uh, you know, during matches going on with Dante Martin, MJF, like I said, Dante Martin's flying all over the fucking ring, and we get a little distraction from Ricky Starks, which I will say the one thing Dante Martin might need to work on is his, I don't want to say his acting, his reactions. His reactions look very canned, like he had been planning that reaction all day. Right. Yeah, that's it. The guy in ring is fucking great. I have zero issues with it. The 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 fact that he's young and can't act yet and just needs a little more time means zero to me. It really yeah, does. I mean, you're not wrong. It's some of those. It's just one of those things where you know you have to kind of. That's what he's got to work on. And mm-hmm. some people get better with time, and some people don't. You sometimes you get a ricochet situation where it's just like, yeah, he is what he is, and that's the final product. But yeah, with Dante, I... there's still plenty of time for him to work on that. Definitely, and I definitely think it's something he'll work out. I think he'll work it out sooner rather than later. To be honest with you, I, I really do. Um, but. Uh, so after we get the win, MJF wins that ring back for a third year in a row, I believe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there you go. We have that to deal with. He can kiss his little ring another year. And we get uh, FTR comes out. They're strutting out there to start celebrating, you know, Pinnacle. And the lights go out. Lights come on. We get Sting and Darby Allen in the ring. And uh, they start brawling all these guys. 
And, of course, after a while, Pinnacle, that's three against two, they get the best of Darby and Sting. And suddenly, uh, the crowd is chanting CM, CM Punk. I think they chanted it three times before his music hit. They could have built up a little. I know they were running out of time. I know, I know. But CM Punk does come out. He comes out with Sting's bat, evens up the odds. Pinnacle gets out of the ring because we know they're all chicken shit heels. And... uh that's pretty much the end of the show. It was a very quick show. <clears throat> oh, well, I mean, it was still two hours long, but with only three matches and, and a great Eddie Kingston promo. I mean, <laughs> it seems like at this point, we just always, whenever we talk about Eddie Kingston and a promo, it, the word great just pops in right there. And he did set up a match for Rampage. That's right. So, yeah, it's uh, ba, 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 him, the Lucha Brothers, and Santana and Ortiz versus the acclaimed Daniel Garcia in 2.0. Right. right. So that should be pretty good there. Um, and that was AEW. Good show. Now, again, this was winter. It is coming. So this was supposed to be a very special show. I think a three-match, four-match, since I missed one. Four-match special show might not be. Great, but we did get that awesome hour time limit draw. So no complaints here from me, from AEW. Right. No complaints. And I missed most of the first hour, so it was really only an hour show for me. But um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it made sense to me because I was looking at the card before the, the show started. It, does, it seems a little bit light for what you're like building as being a big show. But then when it was 40 minutes in and the, the opening match was still going on, it's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> like you, you, you're only going to have an hour to get everything else in. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Exactly. Like Dirk has, you know, no debuts. Yeah. There was no debuts to the show, but I think that was, that's it's funny. He mentions that because it's kind of a sign that at least I am getting spoiled by what they're doing because when <laughs> the lights went out, I was like, all right, well, who we got now? And then when it was Darby and Sting, I was like, all right, well, that's cool, I guess. But I was like, I was like, okay, this is somebody's debuting. And sure enough, it wasn't, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, all right. Dirk Bag Daryl. I like that name. Good name, Dirk. Mm-hmm. Little dime bag Daryl. Uh, man, you know, I'll tell you what, he, first of all, he, he was murdered here in texas and i happened to actually be in texas that week visiting my dad that way that when that happened um sasha baron corbin popped up a little article in here we got a little exclusive here smart from uh bodyslam.net that he put up thank you very much sbc greatly appreciated sir yes which in his words he decided to lead off with quote aw signed some bum named brody king (laughs) I've seen Brody King, not a bum. Not I would bum. not call him a bum to no. his face, even if he's the worst wrestler of all time, which I don't think he is. I, I kind of like him from what I've seen of him. I haven't seen a lot. But. Yeah, I haven't seen a ton, but I've seen enough to know he ain't, he, he's not a bum. He's actually pretty damn good. So uh, he has signed with AEW. He is all elite, according to Bodyslam.net. And I want to add that because just in case this is bullshit, this is Bodyslam.net and that conspiracy theorist uh, Sasha Baron Corbin out there. <laughs> <laughs> I take no responsibility at all. <laughs> I do enjoy how we were talking about, uh, as we were talking about Dante Martin and his facial reactions, he did, did chime in with Corbin has great fa- facial expressions. Yeah, we Which I guess all... he kind of does. Oh, I mean, I, I want to give him credit for anything. 
Well, when you make the same face for everything, and I mean, I know SBC loves his Baron Corbin facials. Oh, we we do have a uh, our stats and information department here. There's a bit of a controversy. Oh, Derek says I thought he was murdered in Columbus. Oh. I'm looking. Yeah, d- the, the only trusted source for news and information on the internet, Wikipedia says. That he was murdered in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Age 38. He's, uh, resting place is Arlington, Texas. Yes, he, he, he was a Texas guy. He was, uh, grew up here. So, yeah, I knew that part. I just didn't know the other one. But, uh, he was born in Annis, Texas, apparently. Annis? <laughs> we asked what the joke is that that's also Teddy Hart's name and people call him Teddy Anus. But it's, it's spelled the same way, I believe. E-N-N-I-S. Let me check make sure now ennis is about 45 minutes from me and the closest drive-in movie theater is there hmm. have you ever been to the fucking i know it's not a drive-in but the uh austin movie theater austin texas no nah, i've never been to austin at all all right i don't care to go to austin. <laughs> oh no okay i was wrong it's a n n i s for teddy hart so it's not I, the joke doesn't work I retract the joke and offer a uh, apology to the fine people of Enos, Texas. No, it still works for Teddy. Well, yes, it definitely. <laughs> <works>. <laughs> so, don't worry about it, Smart. All right, let's. Uh, I think we should wrap up and get out of here, man. I'm still exhausted. If I can uh, get to bed in the next 15 minutes, I'll be just fine tomorrow. I'll live. So, uh, all right. I'm going to go ahead and hit the old take your drunken ass home. Appreciate everybody joining the chat room tonight before we even get into plugs. Uh, great chat room tonight. I really appreciate that, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Even Bobby Anthem stopping on by tonight. Appreciate that, sir. And everybody else who stopped by. We pretty much mentioned everybody as we were talking. Uh, all right. So there we go. Music's playing. And, of course, that's going to bring us right into the high marks. That's right. Cheese Man, Mojo, Gee Whiz, you should already be checking those guys out. Check them out on all the usual podcast platforms. And, of course, you can check them out on YouTube and right here, Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right, two T's and Mitts. Mark will mention it again and make sure you all know not to miss that second T. So don't do that. Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, the high marks. Check them out. Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades, the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. Make sure you are subscribed if you are not subscribed. Just do it. Just do what I fucking tell you. God damn it. Do it. Do it. Do it. And, of course, don't forget to check out Eric. He'll be back next week, and we'll kind of roll from there. So there we go. We'll see Eric. Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Definitely check out the Everything Unscripted Network on Blog Talk Radio. And check them out on the usual podcast platform. Stephen Milan, thank you, sir, for sharing the show. Letterboxboxd.com slash Stephen Milan, two L's in Milan. And check him out over there reviewing movies. And I may or may not be in town Saturday. I do know what I want to do. And um, it's going to be another kind of trial to see if it works. Um, kind of want to do a redux of movies that I, we did very early in the show. Um, not that I'm not proud of what we did. I'm very proud of every episode we've ever done of that show. But... I kind of want to do them on YouTube with pictures and see if that might be a, a better way to do some of those. Kind of call it literally a redux of a review. So, all right, there you go. So, if I do it, it'll be then. If not, next week, that'll be going up and that'll be the Warriors I want to do. 
There you go. First one. So, Smart, let it go. That's it. Mondays, 8.30 p.m. on the M-E-T-A-L-M-I-T-T podcast network. That's the Metal Mid Podcast Network for those who are phonically... uh, Incapable. The cheese on sports Mondays, 8 30 p.m. Metal Mid Podcast Network on Mixler and wherever you get your gosh darn podcast. Check us out. Sundays, 2 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Mo Dirk City Machine Guns with Mojo and with Dirk. And always be sure to check out our friends at Planet. It's the Planet Rack on Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave, Sincere, and Yuck Nasty. All 16 episodes of Season 1 are available for you. And be sure to subscribe because, as I said, you never know when you're going to get new episodes of Season 2. So be subscribed to be prepared. Teaser. There you go. All right. So there you go, everybody. Once again, chat room, thank you very much for coming on by and joining us live and anyone else listening to the show. However you listen to this show, it is greatly, greatly appreciated. And we will see you guys next Wednesday night. Enjoy. Have fun. Adios. Take your drunken ass home. It's all right. Uh, if you don't know what to do with yourself, take your drunken ass home. Yeah, we're going home. We're going home. We're going home. We're going home. Time to take your drunken ass home. It's all right. It's all right. If you don't know what to do with yourself. Take your drunken ass off. Yeah!